Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour. My name is Greg Mahochko and joining me, my co-host on the West Coast, Chad Smart. Hello again, Chad. Hello, Greg. Long time no see or talky. It has How been I derailed this show right let, now. Let me tell you, it has been a minute. <laughs> About five. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, so we left uh, last week's episode, left it off talking about uh, your current employment status. Yes. And a little bit about uh, employment overall. And now this one's going to be all all memories, Chad, all memories. What the? There's a hole in my pants, Chad. Oh, no. There should be at least three. That's how you put them on. No, but this is not a hole where a hole needs to be. Oh. This is not. This is a hole along the seam, so I'm pretty sure it can be tailored and taken care of, but who wasn't prepared for that when I uh, rearranged things. Just let the imagination go on that one. All right, Chad. So you were born year of our Lord, 1974. Yes. When did you get your first job? 15, 14, 13, 12. Okay. I was working the salt mines. I feel like you're lying to me now. Well, the salt mine part. Yes. But no, 12 years old. I got a paper route. Okay. Um, which was a thing back in the day. I don't know if they still exist, if they or or if kids are doing them now. But I think it's mostly like adults driving. Yeah. Um, but yes, I uh, had a paper out that stayed in my family, so I got it. I think it was I would have been sixth grade when I got it and kept it all through high school. And then my cousin took it over and he probably had it for at least a good six years as well. So, um, so yeah, I stayed in the family. Um, I can't say that I was, you know, the best paper delivery boy, um, but you know, it was a good job. It was after school. It was an after school paper out too. So I didn't have to get oh. up early in the morning, but during the summer it sucked because you couldn't really go out and do anything. Cause you had to be back by three o'clock when the paper showed up to go and deliver them. How long has it been since there was like an evening edition? Cause it was it an evening edition or was it like, Hey, these, uh, it's an afternoon. Sorry, sorry town. Uh, you're, the, we paint, we, we printed this thing at three o'clock this morning. You're going to get it at four this afternoon. Yeah. No, it was, I think it would print, you know, early in the morning, like around 10 or 11. And then we would get them in the afternoon and it's, still, I mean, the paper's still around and it's still, as far as I know, is on the same schedule. Although yeah, now I think they just mail them out to mm, okay. customers that don't live in the city where it is uh, printed. So is it, because I know a lot of small town papers are are weekly. Yeah, is we it- do have weekly papers back home. Okay. No, this was a daily paper. This okay. was major. Yeah. I mean, it was the 80s, man. Newspapers yeah. were still the place to get your news. Well, and your movie showtimes and to see what movies were playing at theaters and see the nice little artwork that they included in there. Well, all right. I mean, you're going old school. Yeah. So that would have been... 1986-ish? 1986, yes. Okay. 
Uh, so you've got to go forward about, or we're talking just paid jobs, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, so I got my first paying gig when I was 16 and it was like two days a week at the convenience store uh, called comfort corner. And it was called comfort corner uh, gas station slash convenience store because largely they, they sell comfort items like alcohol is my guess. Um, but I was under 18, so I could not touch the alcohol. Like I couldn't, basically my job was to, uh, I filled up bags of ice for, you know, the ice container outside. Uh, and I filled the soda machines outside and I filled the soda Gatorade, non-alcoholic beverages inside the, you know, the cooler that that was my job. I did that and got to punch out when the work was done. So usually it was, you know, two hours. So about four hours a week doing that during baseball season. Uh, so a lot of times becoming from, you know, after practice, um, they did have a really good sub sandwich counter in this place uh, that, that I never got promoted to that level. I, I moved on to do other things after a while. And would you, would you go back to this job if you could? Interestingly, years ago, uh, they bulldozed the building. Hmm. And just very recently, within the last year, they built a bank in that location, which does make me sad. Uh, BJ's but, Subs uh, was the sub counter. It was BJ Subs in Comfort Corner. They had the best club sub. That was my go-to. Um, would I go back to that particular type of work? No. See, it's interesting because you're talking about the bulldozing. Because after my freshman year of college, I first got a job at Hardee's. Um, working because they hired me on the spot. That's how uh, awesome I was at fast food working, apparently. Um, and that goes into a job that, yeah, I would not want to have uh, it get. And it was not good. I, I was the fried chicken person at Hardee's. And Ooh. apparently you were supposed to make biscuits like every three hours. Um, I don't think I made a fresh set of biscuits once my entire time that I worked there. Are they, were they hand, homemade, handmade biscuits or were they frozen? Yeah. No, they were handmade. Yeah. You got the package that you had to stir up and then put them in. Yeah. Um, did that. But then I got that job while I was trying to get on a construction crew that was remodeling an old apple orchard into a cheese factory because cheese in, in the area that I'm from, uh, we had a big cheese factory that was a huge, big deal um, and serviced, you know, all over the world. It's it's called craft, everybody. <laughs> uh, no, it is a local <laughs> brand. But what is the um, brand? Now I'm curious. Uh, well, it was called Tate Cheese. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, but so I worked. Then the last half of the summer, I worked doing construction work, remodeling this warehouse. And a few years ago, the Hardy's building uh, just shut down out of nowhere. The owner was like, "Okay, we're done." And the cheese factory burnt down. It so did. The lesson that I learned from all this is uh, half-ass your job because it's not going to matter in a few years anyway because the jobs aren't going to be there. By the way, 
I Googled Tate cheese. Yes. The first two uh, results were Tate cheese company, Tate cheese co Inc at Griggsville, Illinois. Yes. And uh, just below that was the news of the old Tate cheese factory burns down K H Q A. The local CBS affiliate in Quincy. Yes. The third result was apparently Tate cheese is in urban dictionary. (laughs) Well, now I have to Google it to see. It is. It is not pleasant. Uh, So while you look, (laughs) I'm going to move on. I left comfort corner. uh, And when I, when I was uh, just shy of 17, like it was late in my 16th year. Cause I, my birthday is in July. I didn't get a driver's license until November. Uh, and so, you know, I started working um, at, at Comfort Corner in baseball season. So think like March, um, I'd go over there and like fill ice bags in my uniform sometimes after a game. Uh, and then I did that for a few months. And then I went, uh, got an interview at McDonald's, uh, McDonald's in Highland, which is not a, a long drive, realizing it now. But, you know, when you're still a pretty new driver, it's 15 miles uh, up the road. And the one thing that I asked them per my mom, you know, she's like, we don't want you out driving home real late when you're tired. Um, That's not a good impression, but that's pretty much what she said. And their only request I had is like, I don't really want to close. Like, I don't want to close. I'll get there at six in the morning, whatever. I just don't want to close and and be driving home late at night. Deer and, you know, whatnot. So I worked there for three months uh, and, you know, during the summer, actually, I think I started on my birthday when I turned 17, um, had a buddy uh, in town and we went that night, he, myself and another friend, um, and we went and saw South Park, the movie Bigger Logger Uncut. Uh, And I remember that because we had to have our license checked three times uh, to get in when we bought the ticket, when they tore the ticket and there was another attendant right outside the, the immediate theater walking in just to make sure, you know, because very vulgar and crass that South park movie, you look back at it now and there's like, okay, you know, we we've, I don't, I can't say we've grown up or matured, but we've uh, you know, it's been 23 years and the entertainment industry's changed. Um, Society has changed, but I did that, uh, you know, met, met some good people, worked with a couple classmates here and there, um, but they had me closing one Friday night, right at the beginning of football season. Cause like, we got some player, you know, guys here who are either in the band or play football or cheer or whatever, and they're not going to be around. So I had to close on a Friday night and then they wanted me to work. Like it's the only job that I've not given notice. Like uh, I, I had a kid who threw a block of cheese at the back of my head, uh, <laughs> a, a little, little scrawny thing. I, I about beat the shit out of him. Um, I was like, this is just shit I don't have to put up with. So, uh, that's the only job I've ever quit without putting a notice. I was supposed to work and close again on a Saturday. And I just took my uniform in that morning. I said, I'm done. Um, and from there I went to a grocery store in my small town and ended up working there for four years before I left for Nebraska and doing all the, all the, um, grocery duties. And I actually, with the benefit of hindsight, like that's something that I would go back to like in retirement, just to, you know, do for a few hours, you know, a, a week and, 
and uh, you know, bag some groceries and be like, be that kindly old gentleman who uh, you know just comes around and helps out. Mm. Yeah, I I too worked in a grocery store. Um, again, I, it was mainly over like summers and holidays from college. And uh, yeah, I, at one time I had to get old, older gentleman write a check, and I asked to see ID, and he stormed out of the grocery store. And my boss was actually bagging groceries for me at the time. And he's like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. I just asked for ID. And the guy comes storming back in. And I thought, okay, maybe he just left his ID out in the car. I still had the check in my hand. He comes over, rips the check out of my hand and storms off. Um, So I don't know if he was, and it wasn't like I was asking ID because, you know, he was buying alcohol and I needed to card him because clearly he was of age. It was just wanting to make sure that the check wasn't forged, but yeah. Was that like anyway. store policy? Yeah. Okay. What year was you know, that ballpark? Is, um, 95, 94, okay. somewhere around there. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you if you'd ever left a job, eh, you know, unceremoniously or, you know, burned a bridge leaving a job. And I guess you, you did by not I, giving notice. Yeah. The, and I don't, this one thing that mom always told me is like, don't, don't burn any bridges. Cause you know, but like, I didn't even go in there, like storm off and like throw my uniform over the counter or anything like that. I just said, uh, Hey, you know, I'm going to go. I think at that point, maybe I even fibbed a little and said, I, I'm going to go work, you know, do something a little closer to home. Like I, that was always important to mom uh, and, and probably dad too, but to a lesser extent, but mom being more of the mouthpiece uh, for my folks is like, don't burn any bridges. Uh, and no offense, Chad. Have something lined up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was oh, no. di- yeah, yes, <laughs> that's good advice. <laughs> it, it, it was different, you know, because I was seventeen. Um, you know, I still living at home, uh, so my overhead was was pretty low. Um, but you know, one of the things that I did in college, uh, as well as you know, like I worked the grocery store senior year of high school, two years at community college, and the year at the broadcast center before I. I moved to Nebraska was I did two years. I spent as the, uh, like the student manager of the men's and women's basketball teams, which was fun because like, then I had to juggle that element of that new schedule with the grocery store schedule. But, you know, I got to travel around Illinois, Indiana, you know, Kentucky a little bit. Um, and, you know, made, made some friends through that. that I'm still friends with today. No, good on that. Uh, so after, after your grocery store gig, let's, I guess, transition now. Cause I've, I've gone out. What did you do anything else in, in college besides the grocery store? I mean, I know you worked and a lot of your time was taken up at like the, the TV station at, at, at the university, things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't work during school. It was only during the summer months and then, and then one summer and then the summer. So the summer before leaving college and then the, the year after leaving college, I worked in an explosives plant, which um, had blown up several years earlier and had been rebuilt. And I was working with people who, uh, to put it uh, politely, I don't think should be working with explosives. (laughs) But my favorite story to tell from this time is uh, the time I was working nights. So we only had four people working nights, supervisor, 
two workers and then a truck driver who would load move move the trucks in and out that we could load because we were just dealing with a um, kind of a plastics type um, product. And three of us, the, the my boss, truck driver, and I are sitting in the break room before our shift starts. And the other guy comes in and this guy who I don't even remember his name. I don't think we had really like any conversations. He was very quiet, kept to himself. He comes in, walks over to the sink, goes under the sink, pulls out a trash bag, leaves, comes back in a few minutes later. The trash bag now has something inside of it that he puts into the freezer. And then we go about our, um, our work schedule. Nobody says anything. The next day shows up. And uh, what was in the um, bag is now dinner for the evening. And I want to say he hit a fox on the way to work and put it in the freezer, then went home and cleaned it and cooked it, which I I don't know that you can eat fox, but um, yeah, that, and then there was one time during the day when our two, we had two dumpsters that were, you know, the big, long metal dumpsters and they're butted up against each other. The rollaways. Yeah. And there was a raccoon sitting on top of the dumpster. And so, because it's the Midwest, um, you know, people hunt and a couple of the guys have bow and arrows in their, uh, <laughs> in their carts, trucks. So they go get them and they get the raccoon trapped, like underneath in the middle of the two dumpsters. So one guy is on each end shooting arrows under the dumpsters towards each other trying to get this raccoon. So again, I say I was working with people who probably should not be dealing with explosives. Mm-hmm. And, and we were made, one of the products we made was the stuff that was used in the Oklahoma city bombing. So, oh, well, yeah. So that was a fun time. And that was, yeah, I worked there for a year um, and it was just, you know, 10 hours a day standing on concrete loading hot trucks. I'm like, this is not, I cannot. I mean, my uncle's been there for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, one year is enough for me. Like I'm good. So 2023 rolls around. I had just turned 21 legally drinking. Uh, and I'm at the broadcast center in St. Louis. Um, and the, they actually, one of the nice things about this program, which is, you know, a year or so program, depending on, you know, they want you to go minimum number of days for minimum number of hours. But if your schedule doesn't necessarily allow that, there's some flexibility. But, you know, I was like, this was my school. This is my education. So I was going three days a week. Uh, the only days I wasn't going because uh, I was working at the grocery store were Tuesdays and Fridays. And I remember that because those were truck days. That's when the, all the groceries arrive, boys and girls, and, and they need to get out of the store, you know, off the truck, out of the storeroom and onto the shelves. But I was at uh, uh, the broadcast center the other three days and I'd be there from like 10 to four, you know, something like that. I, I was, I was putting in my, my time and, and for a good chunk of that spring of, uh, you know, late winter and spring of 2003, I was also interning at uh, a St. Louis radio station morning show. Um, and nothing came of that as far as like jobs, but, the placement director at the broadcast center uh, comes to me and he says, uh, Greg, we've got this 
uh, job opportunity uh, for you. Uh, and he said, I'm bringing it to you first. I said, okay. He said, because he said, I think you're the one who's most passionate about sports because it was a sports, you know, largely sports play by play. He's like, I think you're the one who's most ready to be done here and moved on. And he says, I think you're the only one with enough balls to move to Shadron, Nebraska. To which my response was where? Like I'd heard of Nebraska, but not Shad. So we go into his office. He's got a, a map of the continental U.S. And sure enough, Shattering, Nebraska is on that map. And, he, you know, he walks me through. He's like, we need to put a tape together, uh, you know, a resume, you know, things like that. And he's like, we'll, we'll help you. We'll, we'll get everything put together. Had some play-by-play, some legit play-by-play that I had done uh, for some uh, college basketball. That was part of the class, like free admission. All I do is take my tape recorder and, you know, they let me sit and watch you know, for free and whatnot. So I send that off. I get a call back and, you know, and and they fly me out to, you know, from St. Louis to Denver, little puddle jumper from Denver to Shadron. uh, And like for a a weekend, I out there and, and, you know, they're interviewing and and things like that. And it went very well because that's, you know, in August, I got my first radio job. I, my first official on-air gig was calling the Sheridan County Fair Parade. I had no idea that parades were on the radio. Let me tell you, folks, in small towns, you'll catch a parade broadcast on your radio. Uh, that particular day culminated with a free concert uh, out at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds and the legendary country band that I saw that I met. I was like, well, every weekend must be like this. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Chad. All right. I'm going to refrain from making a fishing in the dark reference. Yeah, you just did. Um, and then that following Friday, like I was only in town for like two weeks before the first football game that I was broadcasting. <laughs> and and luckily there was like, you know, good people around me. Uh, but it football, because my high school didn't have football, like I, I knew football, I knew the basics of football. But it's there. There's 22 people on the, you know, field that you're watching. So it was. It, it took time to get into that football rhythm. Uh, basketball went much easier uh, when we got to basketball season. So I did that from August of 2003. Left right at the end of November 2006. And and uh, let's get to your first one out of school, Chad. Well, I no, I I want to go back to to your first job. Um, or, you know, your first role in the radio. Can you recreate some of the play-by-play of, of calling a parade? It was a two-man job. Mm. Uh, and the parade uh, was in order. And the uh, parade organizers gave us, I think there was another radio station because uh, it was Sheridan County. Their, the county seat is Gordon. Uh, and if, uh, friend of the show, Josh is listening to this. He might correct me. He might say that Rushville was the county seat, but regardless of the Sheridan County fair took place in Gordon. So that's why I think it was the county seat. Um, this is also the part of the country that, you know, you're going to go 10 or 15 miles between towns and it's all ranch land, not farmland, which is like green and corn and things like that. But you know, it's Brown. Uh, and, and, you know, you're going to see some, some cattle along the way or, or perhaps not. Um, but 
the two-man job. So my my broadcast partner, who was instrumental in my success in, in Shadron, I'll say this, uh, I know he's not going to be listening, but Joe Lowry, um, we would, after my being there a year, we actually uh, were roommates because his roommate moved out and he needed help with rent or not help, but, you know, ease the, ease the rent burden, whatnot. My first apartment up there, Chad, two fifty a month. Mm. Just, just, I don't know. I don't know what your apartment is. I'm guessing it's, you know, not two fifty a month. No, a little bit more than that. It might be two fifty a month for the amount of space you're occupying right now. <laughs> um, true, true, true. But the parade itself. So he would, you know, say, oh, the next float is blah, blah, blah bank. And he would describe the float in great detail. And and basically all these were like little paid paid spots because we had little cards and I would read the script of blah, blah, blah bank uh, been around since, well, since the uh, pioneers first settled Gordon in 1880, you know, whatever. Yeah. That it wouldn't be the thing, but, but uh, you know, talk about their services, what they offer, you know, phone number, blah, blah, blah. And that was, that would be a, a parade broadcast. Mm. Not the only, not the last parade I ever did. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've seen parades being emceed before, obviously, but never broadcast. So uh, yeah, I will just jump off of that and say that, yeah, after college, leaving college again, I went back for like half a semester and realized why I left college in the first place. And I had a friend who was working at a local radio station as an engineer. And I had joked with him. I'm like, oh, if they ever need anybody, let me know. And he called me one night and said, if you want a job, be out here in 15 minutes. And I, um, Went out to the station. I got hired to be a weekend operator for the country music video, uh, country music radio station. Yeah. Uh, in my, I think I was working twelve hours, and I only had one hour of actual uh, on-air time. The rest was a satellite show and the Crook and Chase Top Forty countdown on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, on on CD at the time, of course. So, and then you have to upload all, at least how it was in, in my experience, uh, and and maybe because of the the difference in years, uh, I'm sure our experience is not. Uh, but we had the well, this was 98, 98 okay. 99. So I mean, realistically, we're not terribly far apart. I'm only a few years behind when you're in you're sitting radio and in, in my beginning in radio. Um, but we had oh, this is going to bother me that I can't remember who it was, but it was like it wasn't Crook and Chase, but there was like another top forty. Uh, and maybe Crook and Chase went up to a certain point and then it got renamed, rebranded with a different host. But yeah, there was, there were definitely top 40 in our, this honestly where I started to really listen to country music because Northwest Nebraska, that's about all you had. Um, we, when I, where I grew up in Clinton County in Illinois, you know, like the destination was the mall, which was 15, 20 minutes away out here. The destination was the Walmart where you might drive, an hour plus and like they you have uh, a little uh you, that you'd either bring yourself or they would have like coolers or insulated bags and you could get dry ice to keep your you know like a scoop of dry ice to keep your your frozen stuff frozen or your cold stuff cold because you might you might have to drive it quite a ways um so that that was different you know too and, and that's also kind of where i really started to realize that maybe walmart's not the best thing and when all the mom and pop shops on main street are, are going down. So, 
Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to get uh, political again, folks. I know I'm doing <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I, I worked radio for about, I don't know, eight months or so. And uh, again, I was just a button pusher. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was an easy job, but you know, I was working six to midnight on Saturdays and 6 a.m. to noon on Sunday mornings. And brutal so, hours. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's not fun hours too, you know, cause you don't, you can't go out and do anything. So then I begged the local TV station to uh, give me a job and it took about four months of, of begging and pleading and they finally hired me and the rest as they say is history. Uh, so I was out there. I wasn't making a ton of money. Um, I think maybe it's look uh, cost of living is down, you know, is much lower out there than even where I'm, where I'm at now. And, and certainly where you are. Uh, but I think my first year there, I made either like 14 or 16 grand. Um, so like I, I was okay. Um, but you know, I, I, I was only coming home like for a week every year. Uh, and so that, that I think got to be difficult. We would do Christmas. Like I'd ship all my presents to mom and dad, and then they ship, you know, their stuff out to me because there's off like holiday basketball tournament. So I'm not getting home for Christmas. And so we do it over like the, the predecessor of Skype, which would have been uh, MSN uh, uh, chat or whatever it was, you know. Um, so in somewhere in the football, late football, maybe like early November of 2006, I came home for a week and got a job interview down in Cape Girardeau. Uh, for a cluster of stations down there. And I, I went and I told my boss in Nebraska, I said, hey, just so you know, you know, because we're coming up on basketball season. I said, I'm going to be interviewing for a job down there. I think I got a decent shot of getting it. And I don't think he believed me because he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so I got the job and uh, I drove, you know, it, I drove a U-Haul from Nebraska to like St. Louis over three days, towing my 1998 Ford Taurus behind it. Everything that I had in the back of this truck. And I didn't even get across Missouri in one day like you should because we're having severe snow conditions and they they closed the interstate. So what should have been a two-day drive ended up being a three-day drive. And I got to Cape like a day later than I was supposed to and went right into a high school basketball tournament that night. So uh, I didn't last down there particularly long because one of my jobs, aside from just like calling ball games tonight, which makes sense, was I was the morning news guy. So I had to be there at four o'clock and get together all the news for the station that I was at and like four or five other stations, like sending them down to, you know, other stations that are owned by this uh, company. And when you're doing that, and you're like the guy who opens the door at four o'clock and the gal who gets there at five doesn't have a key. And, and you know, you show up, you know, like you oversleep a few times. Um, they say, we like you. We think you sound great on the radio, but we can't rely on you. We're going to have to let you go. That's the only job I've ever been fired from. And it, it started, um, you know, like I, I spent a week or two trying to find work down there. Cause like still have an apartment, uh, you know, it's like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, you know, like all those box really just someplace that I can, you know, keep keep the lease going. 
and actually was able to get out of my lease. That's the only time I moved back in with my folks. Um, and that was that four or five week period in uh, May to June that I was, I've been without work since I was 16. Well, Greg, I would love to continue this conversation, but I have to go find a job. Are we going to continue the conversation next week? I'm not even, I'm still in my 10 years in radio, not even all the stuff I've done since <laughs> that. I've led a full life, Chad. Yeah, sounds like it. Can, can we get uh, a little more specific on some of your past work? Maybe not the most recent stuff, but maybe some of the stuff that, that you've done in entertainment next week. Um, sure. Because I know you've, you've worked on shows. I've worked on shows. Yeah. So like there's, there's some stuff out there that people don't know about you, Chad. And I, I think it's time. I think it's time for the, 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 the veil to be pulled back. And, uh, yeah, and I can expose why reality television isn't real. I'm glad that's where you went and not, you know, like expose myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Chad, another great show. Uh, I thank you. Hope I didn't talk too much. I mean, more than usual. So. Well, that's why I have apps on my phone. <laughs> oh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us for this uh, next, this second of three in the saga of where we've been in our lives that got us to where we are currently professionally. Next week, the gripping conclusion, how I went from radio to where I am now. It's been almost 10 years for that, too. And that's kind of crazy to think about. So uh, we'll hear Chad's stuff, too. But he's he's keeping his cards very close to the chest. So uh, I've, I've got to go. Um, this coffee has officially gone through me. And uh, uh, I've got more work to do today. So, Chad, as always, great visiting with you, sir. Uh, and And we'll do it again very soon. Sounds good. On the power half hour and change with Chad Smart and Greg Mahochko on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.